Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Shooting Range. I am your host, Jay Miller, as always, and I have a very special guest on this week. Uh, She is the promoter of Ignite Wrestling. Kim, are you there? Yeah, hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good over here, and I'd like to uh, thank you. She's kind of, you know, a last minute come on. Our original guest canceled. I appreciate so much for you coming on today. Um, You have a very exciting brand on there with this Ignite Wrestling. I've seen a lot of your stuff online. Uh, it's looking really good. Uh, so how did you get started in the promoting? I'm a longtime fan, and I had been going to some local shows, and the company was kind of going under, and it was something I've always wanted to do. So I spent about a year kind of planning about it and getting to know the workers, and we launched uh, just a year ago, January. So we're oh, wow. doing our... 10th show this Saturday, actually. And now, where's that show going to be? We're running up in Orlando at Team Vision Dojo. Uh, it's an eight-man tournament. We're going to crown our first uh, undisputed champion, actually. Very nice. Now, a female promoter, you really don't see a lot of that. It's, it's very much a male-dominated business. Uh, did you find being a female promoter uh, hindered you at all when you decided to take over Ignite? Not really. Uh, since we started it from the ground up, it wasn't like I was coming into someone else's promotion. I'm also the owner of it. Um, I do all the booking and everything. But, uh, you know, 
for the most part, the guys were pretty cool about it. Uh, I think mainly it's because, you know, Stephanie McMahon and Dixie Carter and the women over at Shine, and there was another female promoter up in Jacksonville, Florida. They kind of made it a little easier for me to get my foot in the door. Very nice. Now, um, what's some of the, who's some of your top people down there in the Ignite that uh, the fans, if they don't know about, they should know about? Well, the best-known person that's no longer with us is actually Lindsay Dorado. He okay. was with us up through July. Uh, then he went on to the Cruiserweight Classic. We've got guys from all over. We've had the Tokyo Monster, Cahagas, uh, former NWA champ. Danny Birch, um, in the Indies, you know him probably better as uh, Martin Stone from the UK tournament. Mr. 450, uh, Leo Rush from Ring of Honor, uh, Angel Rose, who just joined LAX on Impact. Uh, we've got guys from all over, Ethan Case, uh, Trip Cassidy, Aaron Epic. Um, we've had the uh, the Dufflings down from the Carolinas, Timmy Retton. And uh, we're gonna. We just brought Roscoe and Lisa in from Indiana, so uh, we're we're going from all over the country now. Nice. I know the Ugly Ducklings. That's a tag team that's definitely been on my radar radar a lot. Um, great tag team. How was it like having them come down? They are amazing, and I didn't realize how funny they were going to be. I, I I've seen their video a lot, but these guys are hysterical, even out of the ring. And um, they had a they had an excellent match for us WrestleMania week kind of last minute deal. They brought Coach Mikey down with them, and uh, they were just great. Uh, they were great to everybody. And a lot of people compare them to the Young Bucks, and I understand why. I mean, these guys can do just about anything in the ring. Awesome. Now WrestleMania weekend, uh, you guys obviously you guys ran WrestleMania weekend, especially with it being there in Orlando. Uh, did you see a lot of new faces in the audience, uh, regulars, because of WrestleMania weekend? How much of a boost did that give uh, the promotion? It was a huge boost for us on social media. Uh, we generally don't run in Orlando. We run further down on um, the Treasure Coast of Florida. It's about 90 minutes, two hours south. So a lot of our usual fan base wasn't there. We had guys that were there for WrestleMania week from New York, Colorado, Texas. And we had a couple of people from the UK that, that wandered in that saw us posting on social media for it. Now, uh, what was your WrestleMania weekend activities? Was it all business or did you get to enjoy some of uh, the sights of WWE coming to town? Mine was actually not as much as I wanted to do. Um, I I had a back injury. So I was kind of out for a couple of days. So the bulk of my WrestleMania weekend was Saturday and Sunday. But a lot of networking. Um, it was just a steady stream of, of, of meeting meeting workers and meeting people I'd been wanting to see and, you know, getting to talk, actually sit down and talk to other promoters. It was, um, it was an interesting experience to see so many people from all over the country because there were U.K. promotions there running, what culture was there. So it was it was just a really um, once in a lifetime experience, and I'm really glad that we were able to be a part of. Now you said you started about a year ago, last January, uh, as a promoter. Uh, what are some of the things you learned in that year compared to when you first started? 
(laughs) I've learned to make sure that the start time uh, and the arrival time aren't really close because wrestlers are notoriously late. (laughs) That's that's one of the lessons I learned. Yeah, these guys, it's funny because you're like, I'm five minutes away, 20 minutes later, I'm five minutes away. And you're like, you know, you're going to be like coming in to send in the clowns if you're not here soon. So, but no, for the most part, yeah. uh, it's been a, a learning curve for me, um, not being in the industry, but being coming out of a project management background. And I did talk radio uh, before that. So it's, um, it, was, it was definitely adjustment. You know, because I'm a little bit of a control freak, and being in the locker room with so many guys with so many personalities, uh, I learned to uh, kind of step back and delegate. That's the biggest thing I can say that I, that I finally had to learn. It's uh, it's like a kindergarten classroom at times in the back. Everybody needs a nap. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> Uh, that's that's nice to say. I mean, I know uh, with running down here in Ohio, uh, you know, I start off trying to micromanage everything, and it just doesn't work. You know, with all these really egos, but all these personalities in the back, you kind of gotta, you know, be assertive, but you also gotta listen to the guys in the back because sometimes they know about things a little better. Yeah, I was fortunate. I, I, I always had Lince up until July. I had Lince Dorado and Aaron Epic in the in the locker room. So we've never really had a huge problem, any problems in our locker room. We've been fortunate, knock on wood, not to have any major fan issues. Um, we've had a couple of people that think that they're there to perform. And um, we've had to, you know, tell a couple of fans that, hey, we didn't book you. Stop overshadowing the entire show. <laughs> which is interesting but yeah I mean when I first started you said Ohio when I first started going to wrestling um, I'm from the Ohio Valley so that's my first exposure to wrestling is there Daytona Columbus Pittsburgh that's where I grew up watching wrestling okay so, you, so you're kind of familiar with this area then oh yeah You'd, uh, well, I'm sure you said Pittsburgh, so I'm sure you've seen uh, some Lord, Lord Zoltan a time or two. Uh, I, my first match was Bruno San Martino. Oh, wow. I've seen, I've seen all of them. I saw Bruno San Martino in 1969, five years old. Uh, uh, it was right before my sixth birthday. First match I ever saw Bruno San Martino in New Martinsville, West Virginia. I mean, I've oh, been wow. in Pittsburgh. I've seen all the guys, uh, Baron Miguel, Sakuna, Putski, Koloff. I used to even work security uh, for the civics at the Civic Center back in the WWF days, and when ta- uh, when TBS came through with the NWA shows. Well, so you definitely have a, a lot of uh, history watching wrestling, so that definitely has to be a benefit as a promoter because you kind of know, especially coming from a fan's perspective, you kind of know what the fans like. And I see a lot of promoters, a lot of promoters are guys that, you know, have been working forever and decided to start their own promotion for whatever reason. And they kind of lost focus on what the fans like and kind of focus more on what uh, the workers like. Uh, have you, so have you found that fan background kind of being a help to as a promoter? Well, I get yelled at because I don't book on the, you know, the formula, heels and faces. No, I just book where I really like to see wrestle each other. 
you know, if if I was going to see the show, this is what what the matches I would like to see. And there's been a lot of shows where um, we've had somebody that couldn't get there because of uh, issues of driving down from North Carolina. And the workers will say, hey, we'd like to do this match. Okay. So we had the entire LWO in a tag match. And it was the last time that all four of them were in the, together in the end. So, I mean, it was a great night for us. Wow. Uh, I mean, we've, we've had kids from Japan that have been over uh, from uh, New Japan Wrestling that were training at GB Academy do their U.S. debut with us. I mean, it's been an interesting ride this past year. I mean, it definitely seems like is a hotbed for wrestling. Um, you know, it kind of got uh, a lot of promotions popping up when DNA first started since they ran right there in Orlando. Uh, now you have NXT, which brings a big fan base there to Florida. So has Florida felt like there's an easy territory to run? So many promotions that it's kind of overcrowded. We're kind of fortunate because the way that most of them are, you've got everybody around Orlando, everybody in Tampa, you've got the group of Jacksonville and South Florida. We're kind of that promotion that's in between in Central Florida. So the only other show that runs in our area is NXT, and they don't even advertise. They just pop in and do their show and leave. Uh, We were just actually at an NXT show Friday night at Tithio Eduardo. he was wrestling Gulak. They were doing, and they and they had Tyler Bates, a UK champion tournament winner there as well. So we went down to see that. But we're in an area that doesn't have a lot of um, sports activities. I mean, we have minor league baseball and polo. <laughs> and Union River County is a weird county to live in. Uh, you better watch but, those uh, polo matches. Those uh, those are draws, it seems. Um, it's interesting. Uh, John Walsh from America's Most Wanted actually has a polo horse, and we wouldn't see him. And one of the uh, grandsons of Bush Beer. So it's people that's got serious money and stuff. It's not the you and I won't be doing polo ponies. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <But> huge investment. <laughs> it's not a career I've been looking to going into, but you never know. This wrestling thing may not pan out. I may need to look for a different job. Uh, I don't think this wrestling thing's going anywhere. Uh, I mean, that's the only one issue we've had. I will say one of the issues we've had in this area is finding venues to run in because people don't really know what pro wrestling is that aren't fans. And we actually had a venue that was uncomfortable because they were afraid of what kind of fans we would draw to their their building. And we're just like, yeah, the sheriff brings his kids to our shows. We're going to riot and trash your building, but... It's just funny. People have no idea what to expect. And um, when we go to shows, there's such a wide age group that's there. That is, it's entertaining. I, I mean, I get guys in their 80s that come to see our shows. Oh, wow. I know, uh, you know, here in Ohio, the, the part of Ohio, I'm in uh, Akron. It's hard to find a venue more because, I mean, you still got the stigma of wrestling. You know, oh, the fan, you know, a lot of people – think a wrestling crowd is going to be like the ECW crowd, just wild and all that, which you really don't get crowds like that anymore for the most part. Um, but another big problem here in Akron is just so many buildings have been burned by fly-by-night promoters, promoters that just, you know, come run a horrible show, don't draw, don't pay the building, don't pay this that, and the other. So that's been my biggest problem down here with finding a building at times. Yeah, I understand that because the promotion that kind of 
tank down here uh, was supposedly a nonprofit, and the elder stuff was fundraisers, and they stiffed buildings and had underage drinking in the back. I mean, it was a mess. And then we come in, and we're like, no. we're not the same people, and it's like, yeah, I'm sorry, we're all painted by the same brush on that one. Yeah, that's, I mean, and, and that seems like that'd be, that's the biggest scam in independent wrestling is these charity shows. Uh, people are, you know, every show is a charity show, but the workers ain't I getting actually, the money. I am a nonprofit. Uh, we we okay. actually do have a separate part that is a nonprofit, but we were a wrestling company before the nonprofit was formed. I mean, the nonprofit's my day job, but wrestling is my, uh, wrestling's everything else. I'm not using it just for discounts. I mean, that's what, what a lot of people think about. Oh, you just do this and you get a free building. No, actually, I pay through the merge for these buildings. Oh, yeah, and then, I mean, I'm, I, when I do run, uh, you know, benefit show, my next show actually coming up is a benefit show with uh, my little niece diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, so we're actually running a benefit show for my cousin and his family to help with medical bills, you know, but I'm still, you know, paying the bill and out of my own pocket and all that. I mean, there's a right way and a wrong way to run benefit shows, I think. Um, but it seems like a lot of people just use that as an excuse to not pay the boys, not pay the, you know, not pay anything. Um, obviously, there are some good ones out there, but you see a lot of, you know, dirt ones that just kind of ruin wrestling for everyone else in the area. Yeah, uh, it, it, and it's rough. I mean, but yeah, that's kind of, we're fortunate in the fact that we were able to go to Dojo, Team Do- Vision Dojo, and uh, which is uh, Larry Zabisco's training school up in uh, Orlando. And we're fortunate they allowed us to run their WrestleMania week. Uh, we're going to be there in April and, and May. You know, while we're trying to find uh, a venue down here, because we had, a, we had an excellent venue, and you know how great armories are to run in. But our National Court Armory is undergoing a renovation. So the six-month renovation is now in its ninth month. So <laughs> <laughs> we're still oh, yeah. doing it. You know, and it was, it, you know, we'll be back there, but <laughs> we just don't know when. Oh, yeah, and I know Armory's are always great venues, it seems. Uh, I know one of the promotions I watched around here in the Akron area growing up used to run an Armory, and then uh, this was around the time of 9-11, and that kind of ruined that for them. Yeah, now now you have to buzz into the doors. We always have, when we ran there, we always had a soldier with us, uh, two two police officers, and you know, so much security just to be in the building now. Uh, and it used to be such a casual thing. And unfortunately, we don't live in that world anymore. It is, yeah, it's definitely a totally different, uh, totally different world. I mean, in all aspects, I mean, uh, you know, back when I was growing up, when I first started watching independent wrestling and all that, it was during the Attitude Era. So you had the big boom. Um, and it seems like, we're not in that boom period anymore, but it, it feels to me like that boom period's coming back. I mean, everything seems like it's getting, uh, you know, wrestling's becoming a hotbed again. And I'm really interested to see how things go because I know, you know, when the major company booms, everyone feels the effect of that. Uh, same thing, you know, when WWE has a drought, everyone feels that. So, I mean, do you feel like that boom period's coming again? I think it's already here with the, with the cruiserweights and the U.K. tournament, and now they just announced they're doing the women's tournament this summer. Uh, I think we're going to 
we're seeing already seeing all the training schools are starting to get they're really starting to gain students uh, and the level of um, the level of skills that these students are getting before they allowed to wrestle is so much better than it used to be. It used to be you'd go to a couple, you know, train for a couple months and out there. And I'm seeing, I saw a girl actually that trained for a year before her first match, four months in, and she already had the WWE tryout. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just, and she's one of the most phenomenal athletes. Uh, was, a, you know, an NCAA athlete uh, in college and everything, and she's just incredible in the ring. Uh, Lacey Lane's her name. But um, she's not really come out of Florida that much, but she's just one of the most amazing girls. I couldn't believe that she only had a handful of matches the first time I saw her. I think that's one of the best things about the performance center that WWE opened up is it seems like people are kind of uh, getting opportunities a lot sooner than they used to, um, especially with, you know, it seems Triple H has a more youthful appeal uh, than Vince did. So it kind of seems like everything's working towards a lot more people getting looked at and a lot more people getting brought down there, you know, just to see what they have. Well, you know, back in the day, what you did, you either went to the High Valley or not, you were either in the High Valley group or the Memphis group and you got there until you got over. And there were guys that never moved up. And now you have NXT. And now you have impact. Now you have Ring of Honor. Used to be it was nothing but uh, the old um, AWA. You remember that? You had the Texas guys, the AWA, the NWA in the South, and the WWF. And you just didn't have a chance to move up. But uh, it's it's a totally different, totally different environment than it was even ten years ago. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and it seems like now you know with NX with work and. Being on there every week, um, not only is it easier for guys to get over, but when they come to the main roster, it's also easier for them. Uh, they're more recognized than you know when people would come from Ohio Valley or anything like that. Oh, absolutely! I can remember years ago they had a tournament. It was on um, on the TBS, and they brought in a guy named Sterling Golden. And um, he was still learning to wrestle, and they just beat the crap out of him. And a year later, he debuted in WWF as Hulk Hogan. But, you know, until he was repackaged in somewhere else and they built him from the ground up, you know, he had no recognition outside of wherever he was in Memphis. And then you got to uh, grow up, you know, in the golden age. You got to grow up, you know, with the AWA, with the NWA system still strong for wrestling. You know, a lot of people, you know, in the from the 90s and even, you know, from the 2000s didn't have the opportunity to see the old-fashioned, you know, wrestling, you know, the Ric Flair glory days, the Horseman, you know, Dusty Rhodes feud, all that stuff. Um, do you feel like back then it was a better business than today, or do you feel like, you know, it's just different times but still the same awesomeness? I think the style's totally different, and it's kind of unusual when you see guys that have the 80s, 90s style come out and wrestle. There's a tag team called the Dirty Blonde, and everybody says how retro they are. Well, that's just because they're not doing lucha. But now everybody does flips and jumps. These are two big 260-pound big guys that just grind you into the ground. I mean, they remind me of the Andersons. 
And uh, and they come out in the retro jackets and everything, like the 80s disco jackets, uh, you know, shiny jackets and everything. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely definitely changing. And uh, that's kind of the thing that we kind of do at Ignite is we're not all one style. We do have to reach you. But we brought down, a, and I know you know this guy, Dave Christ. Uh, oh, yes. Dave, Big fan of Dave. Dave Dave was down, Zach Wentz down, and Darren De Niro came down, you know, and that was the first time we'd really ever done a hardcore match. Uh, we brought Dave in, and Aaron Epic, and they said, what can we do? And I said, just don't hurt anybody and don't damage the building, and they just went at it with chairs and pile driving and bleachers and everything. It was an insanely entertaining match, but, uh, you know, you've got you've to gotta do a mix now uh, because – with Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor and all the different styles, we have to do a blend uh, to appeal to everybody. Because if we were just a hardcore show like ECW, we would lose most of our fan base. Not everyone wants to see that every month. It'd be hard to get buildings and everything else with that kind of style. Oh yeah, we we I, I, there's been matches and my husband he works out front and does the door and everything where he'll come in the locker room and say, do you know what these guys are out here doing? And I look out and they've got a guy in a wheelchair running over a wrestler with it. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm just going back in the back now. (laughs) (laughs) But they were all friends. They worked it out. They just neglected to tell me that part was coming. (laughs) And there's a, you know, I love Dave Chris. I think Dave Chris is an amazing worker. Um, So, I mean, it's awesome to see talent, you know, local talent, you know, traveling like that, getting the news out there like that. Uh, you know, it's really awesome to see uh, stuff like that happen. Oh, yeah, they're great. I mean, we're already talking uh, about them coming back. We were hoping that Dave was going to try and work our show in during WrestleMania week, but he was at um, Pancakes and Pile Drivers, I think was the name of the show, and then he went to the best of the best 16-man tournament later that night, so he needed to have some downtime and rest. It was, I would love to have seen him um, at our show, but, you know, it did, didn't quite work out. But, you know, it was a bucket list for me if he'd have been there. No, yeah, and, uh, you know, another very amazing talent. You broke up. You said C.J. O'Doyle, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, CJ's been with us from the beginning. He's been in every one of our shows. Um, and the fans love him, and, uh, I mean, he's, and he's such a nice guy. Um, we've got to be friends uh, outside of wrestling and everything. And he just recently had a, had a little boy, and he sends me pictures of his little, boy, his little baby all the time. He's so cute because I'm used to, you know, his wrestling persona, and then I see him, you know, with Kevin and Cap holding a baby. It's <laughs> just like, no. <laughs> It's supposed to be this bad, this real bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I need you know, you know a lot of workers, I'm sure, personally, from being, you know, a promoter. Uh, how's it feel getting to know these, uh, you know, the workers from a promoter standpoint compared to being a fan? Uh, you know, how's that interaction changed for you? Um, you know, bef- when I was going before we started, you know, it was kind of like we just, kind of talked, you know, it was kind of like, hey, how you doing, da-da-da, and they were like, hey, I got a shirt, I got a show, and sometimes the problem is being older, and I mother them a lot, is they tell me things I don't want to know, (laughs) 
I know too much about their lives. But, uh, you know, um, it's kind of a fine line to be the boss and not be too much of a friend with some of them because they're just likable as little puppy dogs, most of them. Um, and I mean, I think we we get along really well and, and everything. We we've kept the same you know, basic four guys for the most part. We've had some that went on and moved on to other shows or relocated. But you know, Desmond Xavier is another one. Um, he he left, just broke my heart. Went back up to Ohio, wrestled uh, up at Rockstar, and uh, he's coming back down and going to wrestle again this summer. But uh, you know, we miss Desmond. We loved that kid. I could have built a whole company around him. He's a just amazing. I'll definitely have to uh, plan my Florida vacation for this summer around a time when you guys are running and come check you guys out. Definitely sounds like you guys have just an amazing product and exciting product down there. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. We're always evolving. Uh, I wish our video production was a little better so people could really see where we're, we don't have the, the equipment I'd like to have. It's kind of one of those things where the money's going into the workers and the buildings and the insurance and everything else. And but uh, we are on Pivot Share and uh, we are on uh, YouTube. You can definitely find a lot of our videos. Uh, we're not shy about putting our videos videos out. That's one thing. We don't hold our videos back. <laughs> That's the best way I always promote. Uh, I don't know how people ran without social media at this point. <laughs> I mean, Hey, that's we're, actually we're just, no that's, more on social media than we are in person. And that's one of the discussions we had a few weeks back on the show is just how much social media helps the wrestling business. Like, I mean, it, how did people get noticed before social media? How did, you know, workers get work outside of their area before social media? You know, it's just crazy how much, uh, how much we need to rely on social media these days compared to, you know, just even 20 years ago. Well, people think I'm joking. Um, I made a comment uh, last weekend of how many wrestlers have contacted us. As soon as we said we were going to WrestleMania week, it got insane. And we've been contacted in the past year by over 200 wrestlers, which is not that ridiculous considering we've had 76 at a workforce. But, um, you know, it's like every day, almost every day, somebody's like, hey, I saw or I heard or, you know, and I'm thinking of back, I can remember years ago when it was like, you'd think there's more wrestlers out there where they just didn't even know how to contact you unless you were in the, remember the old print magazine and you would go through the print magazine and send them a a letter or send them an email back before websites and everything. So it's, it's just amazing to me how many of these guys travel so much. So the North Carolina and South Carolina guys are down here, you know, twice a month driving in Indiana. And the high guys, they're just jumping a car four and five and off they go. That's definitely a big change from these days. Um, we actually have another promoter on the line now, uh, David Towers, who runs uh, uh, down here in Cleveland, Ohio. He's on the line as well. David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, bro? What's going on? So, uh, I mean, we got three different promoters here, uh, you know two from Ohio, one from Florida. So it's definitely, uh, this will be a good episode, I think, for insight on running a company. Uh, David runs uh, Maximum Assault Wrestling here in Ohio. Uh, you know, they have a big show coming up next Saturday as well. Uh, David, if you want to uh, give a little plug in for that show coming up. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got this big show this Saturday. Not next Saturday, this Saturday. Uh, Saturday, April 15th, we got a big show. We got former WWE superstar Billy Gunn on the show. Got a couple international stars, such as uh, former Impact Wrestling star Extreme Tiger. We got Loretto Kid, who is the current in uh, Impact Wrestling right now. We got uh, Faye Jackson, who's all over the world right now. Um, obviously, myself. And then um, we just got some good, hungry kids, man. We got Tim Horner Jr., who's going to be there teaming up with Billy Gunn that night. I mean, we, we got a lot of hungry guys, the dirty. Uh, we got a lot of hungry guys who want to be the best in this business. So we got that show coming up. Uh, Kim, like you said, you got you guys got a show there at Ignite coming up here soon. Um, how's the pre-show, how's the day of the show jitters? Do you, you still get nervous on days of shows? Do I get nervous? Yeah, to both of you guys. Oh, Yeah, yeah, I I get nervous, but not such as like I don't even get nervous about the money anymore. Like it's not a, like it has nothing to do with the money. I get nervous because I want everything to go the right way. You know what I'm saying? And, I'm just, and I don't want nothing to mess up. I want you know what I'm saying top to bottom. I want my matches to be on time. Finishers. I don't want no double finishes. I want uh I want everything to be right. You know what I'm saying? So. Especially Saturday. Saturday is like one of like the one of the biggest shows that I've ever done in my entire life. So yeah, I'm kind of nervous, but <laughs> I'll get over it. I got a good team, so I got a good team who supports David Tower. So that's all that matters. But how about her? I'm always nervous, especially about the money. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always a stress about the money. Uh, and this is coming Saturday is our first tournament. Uh, doing our first uh, champion. Uh, you know, making sure that the guys stay on task, um, don't run us over. Um, I, I think I'm more more excited than I am nervous. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely excited. Uh, I'm, I'm up like on show days at 5 a.m. making sure I've got everything lined up and everything printed and the music's ready. And um, it, It's just like Christmas Day every time we have a show. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So now, now how long have you been? Okay. Hold on, hold on. What company do you run in uh, Florida? Ignite. Oh, Ignite Wrestling. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I've heard a lot of good things about Ignite Wrestling. Matter of fact. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Ignite Wrestling. Absolutely, I've heard a lot. Um, do you guys have a, a guy who works with you guys? Ricky Martinez, I think his name is. Max Stardom. Max Stardom, yes. Max Stardom. Yeah, he's at, yes. he's actually in the tournament this week. Um, he hasn't been with us in over a year, and he's finally making his return um, back. Um, and he's he's made an incredible physical transformation the last year, too. Okay, I mean, he was okay. impressive last year, but he's ripped now. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Max Stardom is a good wrestler. Yes, he is. He's a He's a very, he's a very, uh, he, he likes the style that I like. He wrestles the style that I like, you know what I'm saying, the Lucha Lucha style. So. I've got him against uh, another Lucha, uh, the Aztec Warrior from Louisiana. Oh, the Aztec Warrior. The I know the Aztec Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Alex, yeah, yeah. Alex that's, that's Cruz. A, okay, yeah, yeah, he's good. He's, 
Yeah, he runs Elevate Pro down in um, Louisiana. Oh, okay, okay. So, and that's one great thing. I mean, you know, like we are talking about social media. I mean, you know, you run in Florida and, and, you know, there's guys that, you know, us here in Ohio have heard about. And a lot of it's because of social media. A lot of these guys getting that notice because of social media. Uh, how how much is social media important in uh, finding talent for you? I haven't really had to look for talent that's more come to us. I mean, we, we began working in the beginning with uh, Team Vision Dojo and uh, 3D Academy, which is run by the Dudley Boys. So, you know, we'd spent a year checking workers out before we even launched. So uh, it's been more word of mouth of them coming to us than us going to them. Right, 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 right. Um, I'd say the same for me. Like people hear about MAW, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes I mean, wrestlers do contact us on social media. A lot of wrestlers um, contact us on social media, but uh, I use social media for promoting. That's uh, that's the best. Like, like that's one of the best things to to promote a show is social media. And obviously, you got to go flyer on the street, and and and, and you got to put in the, the footwork. But social media does help. Now I know I know I get uh, constantly I'm getting my inboxes from guys that doesn't look like they should be in the business doesn't look like really they know what they're doing and sometimes I find it kind of hard to you know tell them no so I try not to ignore messages I you know tell them you know at this time you're not what we're looking for how hard is that for you you know with guys that you just don't think have it but you know they're steadily trying to get work with you. I'm going to let him go first. Oh, well, 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 what was that question? What was that question, Jay? My bad, my bad. You know, I get I get a lot of people in my inbox, you know, they send me videos or whatever, and they just look like they don't belong in the wrestling business. And, you know, it's you get a lot of that, but, it's, you know, I try not to be like an asshole pretty much and be like, oh, well, I don't want you, you know, you look horrible, whatever. You know, I try to give me, you know, I, the, just I, I just don't respond. You see that? You see that's. In all reality, that's about 70% of this business right now. It's, it's you got guys who are getting in the ring, not going to get proper training, not, uh, you know what I'm saying, they just go to E-Lucha, 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 E-Lucha for wrestling gear. They don't get the proper training. They, they, they don't like to pay the money to get the proper training. I'm saying I, I'm saying I, I've been doing this since I was 13 years old. I got trained by JT Lightning. I set up rings every day, every show. I, I sew tickets. I got the proper training I needed from a guy who was one of the best wrestlers in the world at his time. I'm saying I did what I had to do, but these guys, they don't do it. They don't do it. I'm saying there's, there's too many backyard companies, even in Ohio, even in Ohio. I I think you got where I'm at, the Cleveland, Akron over here, Lorraine, Fremont. I'm saying this area. I think, you know what I'm saying, your company, Jay, and I'm saying you're making it grow. But, like, like legit companies have been running for a long time. I think you got LPW in Fremont, MAW, AIW, which is number one in my in my opinion, um, Mega Championship Wrestling. <laughs> I mean, some of the wrestlers, I, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to get into details. 
they 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 they're a legit company in my eyes. Some of their guys I I wouldn't book on my show, but that's besides the point. Um, show, and then uh, then you got other companies like that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we're not gonna get into we we're not gonna get into the negative stuff. We're being positive today. We're being positive. No, actually, I've been an asshole. I'll be honest. I got some people that I've told <laughs> flat out, I'm not. I, I had a guy come to me and say, "Well, I need experience." I'm sorry, I'm not where you go to get experience. I I want somebody that's not going to hurt somebody in the ring. So once you get trained and you start eating right and training and doing stuff, call me back in a year or two. But for the that's most right. part, we just. We just tell, you know, and I hate to be harsh. I mean, you know, when you send me a thing, a resume that everything's misspelled on it and you have no real training and you've trained in somebody's, your basement um, or backyard, it's like, no, (laughs) that ain't happening. But, um, you know, a lot of the guys, if I'm not really familiar, but I'm on the fence on, I will ask some of the wrestlers and nine times out of ten, they'll be like, oh, no, you don't want to put them in a ring. Um, you know, they've hurt somebody, they're not trained, they don't know the moves. Um, but, you know, I'll, I try to answer everybody, even it's like, thank you for your interest, but we're not currently accepting new wrestlers. But there are those few that just, uh, I got to go, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, uh, when, now, being starting off new, Cam, uh, you know, was it hard to kind of get some guys to come to you? Because I know uh, as a new promoter, sometimes it's hard because guys are, you know, can this person we trust? Because there's so many just bad promoters out there. Uh, did you find it, you know, starting up, it was kind of hard to get decent talent uh, just because of the worries from talent of promoters from the past? Um, because I had played a small part of the um, quote, um, I was there I don't remember manager or something. Uh, I'd come in, oh, a commissioner or whatever I was, for a couple of shows for a company that went under that sucked. I'll be honest about that. They sucked. And they didn't pay the workers. Um, the first couple of shows, it was everybody was like, I'll do your show, but if you don't pay me, I'll never come back and I'll, tell, I'll trash you to everybody. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, we were fortunate, you know, that. Uh, you know, we had, well, Lince Dorado, John Cruz, Jay Rios. Uh, we had Desmond Xavier, that you all know from up there. And uh, a bunch of the guys that were all friends, and they did the show kind of feeling us out. We, the first couple shows, we had some pretty decent cards. You know, we had Jesus Rodriguez. We had Teddy Long come in and Leo Rush. Uh, first couple shows, you know, and it showed that we weren't going to bring, you know, Tommy Trashbag in. We were bringing in people that people had actually heard of. But uh, for a long time, it was they watched us about the pay. That was a big issue because not paying workers is a big issue. And they actually had a, I won't say the promotion, but they had a promotion that ran WrestleMania week, and the promoter um, left the building. He didn't pay anybody. He left the building. And I guess some of the people got paid the next day, but that the workers were waiting and he got in his car and drove off. So, oh, I mean, wow. Everybody wanted to do that. That definitely, that's definitely, um, 
something that happens more than way more uh, than not, sadly. Uh, now, David, when you started promoting, you already had, kind of, you know, you already had some experience in Ohio, you know, from working and everything. Uh, so did you have any trouble finding talent or, uh, you know, being an upstart promotion or was it a little easier just because you had, you know, years of experience in the business? Well, it was easier for me because I did have years of experience, but I also had a teacher who was one of the greats here in the Cleveland, Ohio area, whom he was the god of wrestling in Cleveland. So my teacher helped me, guide me through promoting, taught me a few things, you know, and then, you know, and then he, unfortunately, he's not here anymore with us, but uh, he, he taught me a lot, and I learned a lot from him promoting, actually. I, I used to watch him, you know what I'm saying? So I learned a lot from him, and then I just put my two cents in, and, and I've gotten better. I've gotten better throughout the years. I'm saying I've been I've been running my own promotion constantly for five years right now, and I've gotten I've gotten better and I've gotten better and better and better and better and and, and basically, basically it's, it's just like it's just getting it down. It's promoting. You know what I'm saying like right now we're we're, we're heading into Saturday and we're, you know what I'm saying we're 400 ticket pre-sale, 400 tickets already sold out uh, front row, meaning green VIP. Um, cool. I'm saying. So, so the Hoff is 600, so I'm only 200 shy of selling out the event. So, uh, that's just, that's just, that just shows, that, that comes to show that somebody who's 50 years old, like Billy Gunn, is still draw. That's all that comes to show. <laughs> <laughs> so, now with promoting, now, because promoting is a totally different aspect than anything else in this business, um, you know, and, and Kim, you're a promoter, uh, not a worker. David, you're a promoter and a worker. Uh, do you find that to be hard to balance the two, or, or is it pretty simple? That's the that, that's the most stressful thing. I I know that there's thousands of wrestlers who run their own promotion, but the question is, are they successful? I believe that I am successful in what I'm in what I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the most stressful thing because you got to worry about, for example, I got, yeah, this is a lot of matches for a wrestling show. I got nine matches, and I usually don't normally do seven to eight. I don't ever go over eight, and eight is pushing it, but I got nine matches. Somehow I got stuck with nine matches for seven. However, I got a, 20, 30 guys that I have to take care of, you know what I'm saying, make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, you know what I'm saying, and then worry about my match. And then worry about the front of the house, obviously. I'm saying I, I, ha, I have a team. I have a team who really does really good work. So my team helps me, and it makes it easier. I have my students, you know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Cisco Silver, one of my one of my students who's amazing right now, doing very, very amazing. So, um, but, yeah, so that's just stressful. It's stressful. Wrestling stressful. Um, <laughs> now, Kim. Uh, now, Kim. Uh, David talks. You know, he has a, a great team to surround himself with. Uh, do you have that ignite? Do you have a team that you kind of can lean on and rely on uh, to make sure that some of the things need to get done without taking all your attention onto one area? Well, we were kind of fortunate. Uh, we had uh, family members in the beginning. My husband takes care of the door. He oversees the concession. 
I don't have to worry about that. Uh, he controls that. And so I can focus on making sure that the video guys are doing what they need to do. We've had an excellent photographer that's been with us since the beginning. But it, it, it's kind of, you know, like running, like putting cats in the locker room. And I know you both understand that. Um, especially when venues, when they have an exit door, they can go outside and then you have to track them down. But, I mean, we, we've been lucky uh, that we've had some excellent uh, people that have, you know, come on board and wanted to be a part of it. And um, now that we're starting to grow again, because we took a four-month break, so we're just back off of the four-month break. So everybody's all excited. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, because we're already going to have four shows by July, and we just started back last week. Now, how important are, are the you – you mentioned the concessions. How important do you feel like as a promoter the concessions are? Because I know – here in Akron, it's hard to find a place where you can run your own concessions, which I know is a big money maker for promotions. Um, and so, how how big does concessions kind of go into uh, you know just the intake of money wise? It's not. I mean, it, it does bring in money, but to be honest, it's more of a fan request because I've been to shows that didn't have concessions, and that's the biggest complaint. And we want to keep the fans happy. Uh, we even, you know, bring in Yuhu because we had a bunch of fans that didn't want soda, so we started selling Yuhu. But, you know, uh, we're also, um, I'm also a licensed caterer. So, you know, it makes it easier <laughs> for us to do. I mean, we had to get all these weird down here because because of shitty promotions that have been in there before us. To go to some counties, I have to be a, a caterer. Some counties, I have to have a workers' comp exemption for our staff. I mean, it's it's a constant headache of paperwork. I you know I wish I could be a little crappy promotion that doesn't do anything, but we you know licensed, insured, and trained, and food handlers, and the whole nine yards to be able to do this right. Yeah, um, you said you said shitty promo- promotions. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of that over here. So when you when you My- finally when when these fans see a product, a good product like like yours. I, I heard you mention John Cruz. John Cruz is a good friend of mine, also. Um, so now all the guys that you've named, I, I, I know that you run a great product. So yeah, but shitty promotions make it worse for us. Well, see, my son lives up there in Hilliard, and my brother lives in Grove City. So when I said I was going to be a promoter, they were just like, "Oh, please don't be one of those crappy promoters that we keep saying." And I'm like, just watch the video for what we got on. Because I think we have some real interesting ones over in Columbus. No, no, oh, no, yeah. no, Ohio, Ohio, it's pitiful, it's pitiful, it's pitiful. Like I said, AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling is number one. They've earned it. They 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 spend the money. They they do what they have to do. They uh, they have a sellout every event. I'm saying I, I believe that I'm number two. I don't have that kind of money that they got. But I still do, like I said, like I got Extreme Tiger, Loretto Kid. I got Sensational Carlitos who's coming from Puerto Rico, who's, who's at, at his prime of his career. Billy Dunn. I got, huh? I'm sorry, I love Carlito. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not Carlito Caribbean Cool. Another Carlito. I had Carlito Caribbean Cool here uh, a couple months ago. But I'm talking about Sensational Carlitos. I know okay, which one you The mean. one with the long hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the prime of his career right now. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming here for me on uh, on Saturday. Actually, one of my best friends in wrestling. And then Tim Warner Jr. Tim Warner, huh? Oh, go ahead. Tim Warner Jr. Tim Warner Jr. is in the best. He he took about two years two years off of wrestling. He came back tremendous shape. I mean, he's man. Oh boy, he's in the he's in the best thing that I've ever seen. And now once again, he's another one of my best friends outside of wrestling. I don't have a lot of good friends, but Tim Warner Jr. is one of them. And uh, like he 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 runs LPW. One, another guy who's, who's doing really well. I, I was there last night. Uh, me and my partner Johnny Dynamite Jr. were were called the Puerto Rican Wrecking Crew. We were uh, we were there last night and we we tore the house down. I'm saying and then he's putting on a great product down there too. So and it's just crazy that you know uh, we have two different promoters on here from two totally different areas or territories, and the same names get brought up by both and. I think that's kind of an amazing thing that just shows, you know, how far good talent will get you, how far determination will get you, you know, and how far just doing everything right will get you. Yeah. You got to spend the money, man. You got to spend the money to get the guys. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the worst thing about it right now is it's like, like, look, if I make a thousand dollars on my show for Saturday, I think I'll be gladly happy after seven flights. I got seven flights for the event, so. But I do it because I, because I love it. I do it because I'm passionate, and I do it because this is what I want to do. And I, and I think that the fans deserve a great product, so I'm not going to shortcut them. Like, I'm not going to say any promotion names on here, but there's a lot of people who shortcut their fans, and, and, and there's a lot of people who, who don't care. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't care, you're going to shortcut like, I understand that you have to have students, but if your whole show is going to be nothing but students, you should not be running a wrestling show. You should not be running a wrestling promotion. Should not. Your students are to get your base open to, to, to promote your company. Yes, they should be in the ring with veterans. I will never put my students in the ring with, with my other students. Never. Never. I, I, I don't, I don't, they're not going to get better that way. When you break somebody in, put them in there with veterans who know what they're doing, who are great, who have already been all over the world, to teach these kids how to become great. So that's 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 how I look at my my product. I'm saying like my student Cisco Silver, he he had his first match, then he had a second match with JD Smooth, and probably one of the best matches of the night. But that's because he's in there with a veteran, and I'm gonna put him in there with another veteran and and another veteran until he gets to where I want him to be. All right. Now, um, for, uh, this is for Kim. Now, 10 years from now, you know, if Ignite's still running or even if it isn't, what is the, what, what's the mark you want to leave on professional wrestling as a company? I just want to be remembered. I want somebody, okay, one day I would like someone to say the first match they ever went to was Ignite Wrestling when they were a kid. You know, I can remember. I remember my first match. I just want to give someone else that memory. That's right. That's right. I can agree. Now, with I, I can agree with her. So, 
you know, and uh, part of building that legacy, you know, is obviously having great talent, which both you guys obviously do. I uh, put on good shows with both you guys uh, do, obviously. Um, what's, what do you guys think is uh, the importance of having a name on the show? You know, someone that used to be in one of the major companies. Uh, and Kim, you can start off. Uh, what's the importance of having a name on the show? Well, for me, in the beginning, it was credibility. We we had to show that we were a legitimate, credible company. So, you know, we had to we had to bring in, you know, the Santana Garrett, Leo Leo Rush, and Jesus Rodriguez, and Teddy Long, and we, you know, Mister Four Fifty. So people knew that we weren't just another, you know, student show. And I'll say that because that I've seen other promotions that have come and gone and I would go to them and I saw the same guys every time and four times a year they would bring in a name and it wasn't I didn't want to go watch these guys stumble around the ring I wanted to see you know I wanted to see a good match um it just got to the point that it, you didn't even know if you wanted to return And David, uh, what's the importance of having names on a show? Um, are you talking about indie names or WWE names? Either, just you know, well-known names, names that kind of travel the world that people know. Um, I think the importance of having indie, super indie guys, I call them. Um, they're known, they're known, and among that they're known, you know that they're going to give it 125%. That's why they're wrestling all over the world. So, like, like, I, like I said, I'll say Loretto Kid for an example. He's also one of my great friends outside of wrestling. Um, hang out with him on his birthday, took him out, everything like that. Um, Loretto Kid is just doing what he's supposed to do right now. He's he just got the TNA. He's tearing it up. He's tearing it up all over the world, and 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 you can see him at MAW. Extreme Tiger is another reason. Um, uh, stuff like that. Now, if you call WWE guys, I bring in WWE guys because they'll make the draw better. Obviously, they'll be the draw. Like I said, Billy Gunn did very is doing very well for me. Uh, Carlito Kareem and Koo did very well for me when I had him last time. So I'm trying to bring in guys that are relevant. And like I said, Billy Gunn is 50 years old, and he's still relevant. He's not just a pushover. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the former D-Generation original superstars, so he's, he's not no pushover. He's a, he's a draw. <laughs> I was scared when I when I, when I I booked him, but but he he showed up because they're a great draw. So now all he has to do is get in there and, and give me 10 solid, 15 solid minutes and, and go home happy. Awesome, awesome. Now, uh, one more time, Kim, you said you had a show coming up uh, next Saturday. You want to give that a quick plug again right quick? April 15th, 7 p.m., Team Vision Dojo in Orlando, Florida. And it's our eight-man tournament to crown our first undisputed champion. Awesome, awesome. That sounds like it's going to be a great show. Uh, Who are some of the names that you have in that tournament? Who are some of the guys that will be competing for that title? Um, C.J. O'Doyle, uh, the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz, Max Stardom, Aaron Epic, uh, the world's worst role model, Teddy Stigma, uh, Chico Adams, and Braden Knight. Uh, and then we're going to also have some tag matches and uh, possibly a, uh, an intergender match. 
Nice. That seems to be the big thing on uh, in indie wrestling right now is intergender matches. I wasn't too keen on him in the beginning, but these girls are such phenomenal athletes. I was actually afraid the one girl was going to hurt the guy last show. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, and where can people find you on Facebook, on YouTube, online? Uh, where are some of the places people can look more into Ignite Wrestling at? Uh, IgniteWrestling.com. Uh, we're always at Ignite Wrestling. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Snapchat. Awesome, awesome. I want to thank you so much for coming on today, especially uh, you just kind of, you know, came on last minute. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and it was great talking to you and getting a little insight uh, into Ignite Wrestling. Yeah, thanks for having me, y'all. When people say I spend too much time on social media, but yeah, I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely worked out for both of us. I appreciate you so much for coming on. Once again, check them out at IgniteWrestling.com. Uh, check them out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. I, I That is still a thing, I guess. Um, I, haven't, I don't think I've ever been on there. Um, any last words before uh, you go? Um. Definitely check us out. Our, our our WrestleMania show is on YouTube, and we're on Pivot Share as well. So, um, yeah, definitely check our videos out. Um, and thanks so much for giving me the chance to be on. No problem. And I look forward to catching the show when I get out to Florida this summer. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being on. Right, thanks. Uh, right. And now we uh, – finish up with david towers here uh tower here he's the uh promoter of maximum assault wrestling got a big show coming up saturday um billy gunn laredo kid a lot of big great uh great talent on there um and you're actually defending the title is that correct yep now who are you defending the title against laredo kid Loretto Kid, all right. And I also understand that uh, there's a new man in power for Maximum Assault Wrestling. There's a what? I heard there's a new man in power. There may be a new um, a new person coming in to kind of shake things up in a position of power there. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Does that worry you at all? I mean, are you, are you worried about someone... Uh, coming into power and maybe changing things in a different way than you like them. Um, they're gonna they're gonna change things no matter what, right? That's the that's, that's the name of the game. So see how that goes. I'm sorry for me or anybody else. Is there any word on, on who it could who it's gonna be? I mean, have you heard any backstage talk on, on what what is exactly gonna happen? No, no, not not not, not really, not necessarily. I just know there's a guy showing up, and I don't know who it is. Should be interesting. I'm a, I may have to come check things out then Saturday and see uh, see what all the hype is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should come. I'm definitely going to be there. Now, uh, where can people find out about Maximum Assault Wrestling online? Uh, Maximum Assault Wrestling, we got a fame page. Um Got about 700 likes right now. We just we just started that really big show. Uh, as the time builds, hopefully we get about seven eight thousand likes. Um, 
So you could definitely like us on Maximum Star Wrestling page. You see all all of our information on there. Uh, um, so MAW Lucha Libre is the regular Facebook page, David Towers fan page, David Towers regular page. Um, but back, most importantly, Maximum Star Wrestling. Nice, nice. All right, one more time. Uh, give us all the information about the show coming up, the date, the time, the uh, where it's going to be at. Uh, this Saturday, April 5th, Elyria, Ohio. Elyria, Ohio. Um, let me pull up the poster right here. Hold on one second. I remember all the information, but like I said... <laughs> Here we go. All right, this Saturday, April 15th, doors open at 6, 7 p.m. bell time. Um, Former WWE superstar badass Billy Gunn will be in the house. Sensational Carlitos, straight out of Puerto Rico, flying in, coming in the Maximus R Wrestling. Loretto Kid, who is the current Impact Wrestling superstar, former Impact Wrestling X Division champion, Extreme Tiger, a.k.a. Tigre Uno, will be in the house. Faye Jackson, Sahara Seven, obviously myself, Tim Horner Jr., Salvatore Morocco. Uh, a lot of guys, the Dirty, will be in the house. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of hungry, hungry young talent right now in the indie scene who's ready to travel and be the best that they can be in the world. They're all going to be there, and you can see my maximum massage wrestling this Saturday. The address at St. John's Gym is 1140 West River Road, Elyria, Ohio. Tickets are... $15 in advance, general admission. Children under the age of 16 or 7 bucks. Uh, they have the show. They will be $20 at the door, so you can get them for 15 pre-sale. Um, just want to shout out some of my sponsors, um, such as Three Star Restaurant, uh, A&A Wireless, and Fits, great clothing, great cell phone services. Uh, La Mega, 87.7 is the, uh, also the... Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers Spanish radio station. Also, one of my sponsors called Omega 87.7. We get advertisement on there too, so that helps out our events. Um, so that's what we got for you this Saturday. Awesome, awesome. I look forward to it. Uh, as I'm sure it's going to be a great show. You guys always put on a, uh, an excellent show. Um, you know, if fans that haven't seen you guys, what are some of the things they can expect? that they don't see around here often. Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre at its finest. Mexican Lucha Libre at Luchadors flying all over the place at its finest. That's what you're going to see. You're going to get that. You're going to get Lucha Libre. You're also going to get the old school American wrestling style. You're going to get the women's wrestling. You're going to get all of it in one. In one. And all you have to pay is a $15 admission charge to get in and watch some of the best wrestlers that have that Ohio has to offer. It's happening this Saturday, April 15th. Awesome, awesome. Well, David, once again, we thank you for coming on the show. Um, you know, uh, get the word out about Maximus Soul Wrestling this weekend. We'll definitely have you on again uh, at a future time. You know, we can go more in depth about David Tower, the man, uh, what got him into the business and all that. Uh, you know, definitely uh, have to have another interview sometime. Absolutely. 
Get back on here with you, brother. All right, man. You have a great night. Thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone. That was, uh, I would like to thank once again, Kim Arlip uh, from Ignite Wrestling and Dave Tower from Maximum Assault Wrestling for coming on tonight. Uh, two amazing companies, both definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, we're definitely going to uh, have to have David back on to talk more about him, get more insight. Uh, it took us a little while to get a hold of him tonight. Um, don't forget, we also have coming up uh, West Virginia Country in our Weekend in the Country. Um, and let's uh, hear a little little bit about that. Hi, this is Doug Stone, reminding you to join us for West Virginia Weekend in the Country, brought to you by Dave Nelson Entertainment. Join me and other country music superstars, July the 21st through the 23rd. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster or www.WestVirginiaWeekendInTheCountry.com. Hope to see you there. That's definitely going to be a good show uh, if you're a fan of country music or even if you're a fan of professional wrestling. Some of the biggest names uh, in professional wrestling are going to be there, including the Bushwhackers, uh, Nikita Koloff, Lex Luger is going to be there, um, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Sam Houston, and also another big name uh, that I think you will find very, very familiar. David Nelson, Florida Legends of Wrestling. Let me explain something to you. Mr. Anderson isn't just going to be part of your show. Mr. Anderson, Anderson is your freaking show. That's right. July 23rd, 2017, Romney, West Virginia. Virginia. I'll see you there. All right. So that's definitely a show you don't want to miss. Uh, Once again, I want to thank both my guests for coming on. Thank you for listening. I will be back next Sunday live at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, with more great guests. Uh, Another great show. Uh, We'll get into everything as well. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will see you once again next Sunday night for the shooting range. Put your hands up.